0: Money. Money. Up to date business and financial news. Money. Money. Call now and get the financial information you need. Eight six six four seven two fifty seven ninety. 472 5790 866-472-5790. Voice America Business.
1: and welcome to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com whose world famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host Maureen Kettis.
2: Good morning, welcome to PR Insider. I'm your host Maureen Kettis and I don't know if you all know this but I'm a post baby boomer so I'm on a mission. I'm really trying to get with it in terms of online social networking. I've LinkedIn. I've Facebooked. I even tried Twittering one time, which I just couldn't understand the concept of. I've tried blogging. Um, But my guest today is a guy who practically blew the wires up on Facebook. He's Mr. Peter Shankman, and he's a self-described CEO, entrepreneur, and adventurist. He's the author of Can We Do That? Outrageous PR Stunts That Work and Why Your Company Needs Them. He's founder and CEO of... The Geek Factory Incorporated, a New York City PR firm with an obviously creative name. His blog shankman. dot com comments on and uh, generates news and conversation. And Peter helped launch um, a really amazing tool called Harrow, help a reporter out. You can find it at helpareporter.com. dot com, and it connects journalists with sources they require using a social media platform. And Harrow is already over thirty six thousand members and growing. Hmm, have 42, Forty two as of now. Forty two. Before we begin and introduce our guests, I just have to take a second to thank our sponsor, Cision. Visit their website, us.cision.com. More than the world's biggest database company, they are the one-stop shop for publicists, and I can't live them, uh, without them. And thank you, Cision, for diving in and taking a risk on something new. We now have eight thousand listeners. So on to Peter Shankman. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank, thank you. you. So, so forty-two thousand members, is, is that correct, you said? Yeah,
3: we're just over 42,000 now.
2: Oh, you've got to update your website. Cause I, know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Oh, I thought you were the guy on <laughs> the ball, making us all look bad with our outdated websites. So what is what is uh, HARO?
3: HARO stands for Help a Reporter Out, and it's actually a very, very simple process. The, the concept is um, reporters uh, so fill out uh, information, fill out, fill out a form with the information they're looking for for specific queries. So it could be anything from a New York Times reporter looking for um, uh, women who are recently married to breaking news, associated press reporters looking for people coming back from India uh, after the bombings, or anything for holiday gift guides, or really you name it, anything that the media is looking for. They fill out one form on my website three times a day that all that information is sent to a list of now over 42,000 publicists, marketers, small businesses, large businesses, um, PR people, advertisers, you name it. Anyone can join the list. If you have information, if you can answer the reporter's query, um, do so. The contact info is in the email. You can answer the reporter directly and, uh, get quoted, get famous, get, uh, get some ink for your company, whatever the case may be. It's an incredibly simple process. It's, it, it's free. It's 100% free, uh, for both sides. And, uh, it's just one of those things that, that I saw a need for. Uh, you know, there's a paid service out there. Um, I saw, I actually built it as a Facebook group originally because a lot of my friends are, are uh, journalists and they would always email me and say, hey, I need some you know, source on this or source on that. And, um got to the point where uh, these, these the, the queries got more and more random and I didn't know the answers off the top of my head or who to call. So I would uh, simply build a Facebook group and um, Facebook group outgrew itself very, very quickly.
2: You know, Facebook has a limit, right?
3: Yeah, 1,200 people and uh, we outgrew that in about a month, month and a half. and. Um, so I launched it as a as a uh, as a, a website on March 20th uh, of uh, of 2008. Oh, so it's, it's, yeah, it's not even a year Maybe. old. Yeah, it's it's nine months old, eight months old right now. And um, launched it on March 20th, and uh, we hit 10,000 members exactly three months later.
2: Wow. Um,
3: and yeah, nine months later, we're over 42,000 members.
2: Wow. And so you also have it up on your website with like I'm reading one right now. It says. Um, uh, a reporter has somebody they're doing a story on canceling hard, hard. oh yeah well
3: what, the way that works is that, is that if it's urgent queries if they're urgent to the point of like hey I need a response in the next two hours um, I will actually take the query and post it on Twitter wow. and on Twitter I have over 14,000 followers and so those followers can then forward it to their friends and, and, and get that information out so yeah if you're on Twitter you can follow me at uh, twitter.com slash skydiver is my username. Just simply Skydiver. Yourself.
2: So explain just for our few listeners who don't know what Twitter is. Just explain in it well,
3: yeah, Twitter is Twitter is basically microblogging. Twitter allows you to, to post information um, to people that follow you, um, that's information that would interest them, uh, in a very, very quick format in a hundred and forty characters or less. So whatever you're saying needs to be quick to the point and, uh, and, and and right there, but it's an interruptive technology in the respect that you can have it go to your cell phone or to your email or to your IM, or you can really get it any way you choose. So for you know for urgent queries where the reporter might be on deadline, some people choose to get to get the Harrow in addition to the email. They, they choose to get it via Twitter so that if it's an urgent query, they can see that as well.
2: See, now, I, now that seems very utilitarian and to me it makes a lot of sense for that kind of application. But I've also, when I was up... I tried twittering for a minute, and I thought, what what do I need? What do people need to know when I'm eating for breakfast? Or you go on. Well, and- they
3: don't. <laughs> they don't. What, what what they do need to know though is, is interesting information. Um, for instance, you know when I'm when I'm on when I'm on the subway and there is a subway delay mm-hmm. or something like that uh, to be able to twitter that information to my New York crew who you know I know it takes the same subways as I do is very beneficial. Um, you know, Obama announced his running mate on Twitter. Uh, in 137 characters. Wow. So I mean, think about that. 97,000 people found out his running mate before the press did. It's amazing. You know, that's really interesting to 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 think about when you look at that, that. That 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 that's how that information is now getting out.
2: so you actually have people who signed up for your Twitter to get it on their cell phones? Correct. Because they need it. That's amazing. Now, how does it differ from you know, PR Newswire has sort of a you know looking for sources.
3: Ah, uh-huh. well, mine's free. <laughs> That's number one. Yeah,
2: that's number one.
3: Um, I also have a much bigger source universe. Right. You know, if you're charging five grand a year or whatever it is that they charge, uh, you're limiting the amount of sources that will use your service, thereby limiting the amount of sources journalists can work with.
2: So how do you make money off of Arrow?
3: Every email has a very unobtrusive text advertisement um, on the top of it. So it's three emails per day. So three ads per day. And those ads fund Arrow and keep it free. It is, it is a wonderful... What it really is is is, you know, the service that Peer Newswire had is, was wonderful back in the day. Um, unfortunately, they chose not to adopt. Or, or I'm sorry, they chose adapt. not to adapt.
2: Right? <laughs> They're not taking on any new babies. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll take, take on and offer you yeah. several million dollars.
3: Well, it's funny. A couple of companies already have. Um, <laughs> they chose not to adapt, and as such, they chose to keep the, the walled garden model that AOL made popular in the, in the early 90s. Right. Um, the problem is, is, that, is that information really wants to be free and there's no reason that information can't be free um, if you just have an alternate revenue stream right and my alternate revenue stream is actually okay. doing very 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 well
2: now th- so that's 42,000 members times 3 a day that's 126,000 ads that you're getting out
3: well no it's 3 ads to 100- it's 3 ads to 42,000 people per ad
2: wow Wow, wow. But you, so, 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 so let's go back to the topic of AOL because you got your start in AOL, at AOL, right? I did. So, so can you tell us about that and how it led to where you are now?
3: Yeah, AOL was wonderful. It was, it was one of those great experiences that taught me um, sort of what you can do, how to do it, and how to learn from mistakes that you made. Um, at AOL, we didn't have any rules, mostly because they didn't exist.
2: Right.
3: And so we made up the rules and went along, and we discovered that when we did something right and it worked, we kept doing it. and When we did something that didn't work, we didn't do it again.
2: Right. You were, you were a senior news editor? And yeah, I was one of
3: the founders of the AOL Newsroom.
2: And Wow. So explain how that worked in, in the beginning. It was a wonderful story.
3: time. I mean, we, we literally had no idea what we were doing. Uh, you know, we started with just sort of random ideas and random ways of, 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 of creating uh, uh, online news and helping to bring this online news to the masses. And, um, and people wound up really, you know, embracing it. They could get their information quicker in a way that they wanted when they wanted it. And then that was unheard of at the time.
2: Right, and you did, the, you did the coverage of the Democratic and Republican... Democratic and Republican
3: conventions, and we did the... Um, we did the um,
2: that was the first time, though, that...
3: Yeah, it was like the first time it. that any online news service had covered something like that. That's amazing. Uh, we, got the, we covered the O.J. verdict um, when it broke, and we were actually... We were not the first online news service to post the results, but we were the first online news service to post the correct results. Wow. Time Warner Pathfinder had, had, their, had their results up about five seconds before we did with the words O.J. guilty.
2: Wow. How did how did they find you originally? How did AOL come to you?
3: Um, I actually—it's a great story. I was actually hanging out in a chat room uh, in the mid '90s, in the early '90s, and grad. I just left grad school. I'd lost my financial aid with 18 credits to go. The government said my parents made too much money. Um, oh. I sent the government a letter. That said yes, but they keep it. Um, <laughs> and I moved, I, moved, I moved back to New York. And the um, the uh, I was hanging out in a chat room on, on, on AOL devoted to a, a TV show called Melrose Place. Uh-huh. And someone in that chat room said, "Hey, my company's trying to start a newsroom. Why don't you submit your resume?" And two weeks later, uh, with absolutely no knowledge that that this would ever work, who the hell is going to hire me with no experience whatsoever? AOL movie moved me down to Virginia, and I was I was hired. So
2: this is you know I mean talk about the benefits of social networking. And that's an example. That was the chat room when chat rooms were huge. Yep. And there you got a job out of it. When exactly. led to you know you your whole you spearheaded your whole career from that starting off point, right? I mean. Yep. It's pretty amazing. So do you still Facebook, or are you done with Facebook?
3: Oh, no. I, I, Facebook is, is, one of the, is one of the best things I do, no question about it.
2: Okay, even though they have a limit. But why, well, I, assume,
3: still have, I still have – I do a tremendous amount of uh, stuff on Facebook. The, the, the group no longer exists. But, um, but yeah. It, so give it, us it, an it,
2: example of like what you do on Facebook. Because well, I just use it for connecting with old high school friends.
3: That's one right? idea. I mean, look, the, the fact of the matter is that, is that everyone should spend the majority of their time talking to people figuring out who you're, who, you're, um, you know, who are your friends, who are people that matter to you, who are people important in your life. And these are people who you can talk to on a regular basis. Too many people do not... Um, uh, they, what's the best way to put it? They don't... Um, people don't network as well as they should. People use networking as a sort of experience along the lines of, oh, you know, I'll call that person when I need something. Networking is really about talking to people when you don't need something and just saying hi, asking what they need. Facebook allows you to do that with nothing, nothing more than just a simple birthdays Every day on the, on the cover of Facebook you have the ability to see whose birthday it is
2: wow.
3: in your network. Wish them a happy birthday. That makes top of mind presence. Top
2: of mind presence. I love it. In, in the <laughs> sound um, let me ask you a question. I, with the uh, back to the Harrow, um, you have you do these Harrow uh, parties with the journalists, and how does that help with the whole overall process of you know the the events that you do? Is that just for fun, or does it actually help feed back into building Harrow?
3: Everything helps feed back into building Harrow. Harrow is one of those things that's a phenomenal. Um, a phenomenal network for sources, for users, for journalists. It's really beneficial to everyone who wants to use it. And so with that, there's no reason that people can't um, benefit from it in any capacity. So as they, as they meet me at parties, as they meet me on an airplane, as they meet me at events, I'm able to tell them the benefits of it and, and what it can do for them. And again, it's not about what they do. it's not about what, I, what they can do for me, it's what I can do for them.
2: Wow, and and um, so today's radio show—we're live. How are you uh, promoting that today? Our our radio show right now. How what's that? Is it up on your site? Is are you going to Twitter it? Are you?
3: I'm assuming once, it's, yeah, I will mention that. Hey, I'm doing. I've done a radio show. Here's the video. Here's the audio. You can download. Yeah. You know, I think that it's it's certainly something interesting, and and, and you should be doing the same thing, quite frankly. Yeah, I,
2: I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to go with it. I am. I am. Um, so before we take a break, I just want to ask you, you know, t- tell our listeners how a publicist uh, or a journalist can sign up again for Hero. Uh,
3: Amazingly simple. It's www.helpareporter.com
2: and just sign up there and it should be self-evident. That's it. Um, okay, and um, uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about, I want to talk about your book. I want to talk um, with you also about how you feel about some of these other services like YouTube and MySpace and all the other ones. Great. And blogging and all that kind of stuff. And um, just uh, in case people don't know, PR Newsweek magazine has called Peter, Redefining the Art of Networking a great quote, and Investor's Business Daily called him crazy but effective, and um, I understand that you have ADHD, and you made it work to your advantage. I do, indeed. It's very nice of you to share <laughs> share your <laughs> problem with the world. Mm. Um, anyway, we'll be back in a few minutes with author, speaker, and then an ingenious worldwide connector, Peter Shankman, so thanks for tuning in, and don't go away.
0: Talk about his money. Call us toll-free, 866-472-5790 and talk to the experts. We talk, talk money, money all the, all the time. time. Voice America Business.
4: Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. Mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell This saves from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote, and then I stopped volunteering, and before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder.
2: Protect yourself from mannequinism.
4: Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com.
0: Parents, did you know that high school dropouts make 42% less than graduates? Someone will have to make up that difference, and chances are, that will be you. That means paying 42% of their groceries. Ooh, more candy. 42% of their dentist bills. No, no! Even 42% of their therapy sessions.
2: Oh my dad's fault.
0: Save your money. Encourage your kids to stay in school. For help and advice, call 877-F-O-R-A-K-I-D. A A message from the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. Stocks, bonds, 401ks, investments, refinancing. We can help you. Call now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. Voice America Business
1: Show.
2: Welcome back to PR Insider, sponsored by Cision. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and we're talking with Mr. Peter Shankman. He's a self-described CEO, entrepreneur, and adventurist. He's the author of Can We Do That? Outrageous PR Stunts That Work and Why Your Company Needs Them. He's recognized nationally and globally for radically new ways of thinking about social media, PR marketing, and advertising. Peter, welcome back to the show. Thanks. So let's, you know, let's talk about your book. Okay. So um, why did you write the book?
3: Um, you know, I was actually approached by Wiley uh, Publishing and said, hey, we love your blog. Have you ever written a, um, a book on PR? And I went, no. And they said, have you ever wanted to? And I went,
5: of
2: course
3: I have. Uh, <laughs> well, and proceeded to uh, write a book.
2: Well, I think if you haven't, you're like the only person on the planet that hasn't had a secret desire to be an author. Right? <laughs> exactly. So who is your target audience? Is it business people, PR people? Um?
3: Um, it's really anyone who needs sort of a shot in the arm to think a little differently about um, everything from branding to marketing to advertising.
2: And, and what are some of these PR stunts? Well, I think a
3: stunt is really sort of one uh, aspect of the book. You know, there are definite ways to um, use PR stunts to promote your, to promote your business, but a, a, a stunt for the sake of a stunt is pointless. A stunt should really have the benefit of helping to grow your brand so, and helping for people, helping to have people think about what you're doing after it's over. So you have to ask the question, what is a stunt helping you do? You know, is it, is it promoting your brand? Is it promoting your company? Is it getting people to think about your company in a different way and will continue to do that? That's really the question.
2: So, if you had, can you give an example of a, a client that you had that you did a, what a quote unquote stunned for? Because stun to me sounds scary, like something.
3: Sure, we took a client for Harris Hotels, for instance. Okay. Harris Hotels came to us and they said, um, you know, we're launching a new hotel, we want to do something fun with it. And I said, well, I said we should. You know, it's in Atlantic City, so we should launch it in Manhattan. And we, we using social media and Twitter and Facebook and my blog. We actually announced that we would we would be giving away the hotel for free in on Wall Street. Simply, um, we would give you a free key for a free night at the hotel. And what wound up happening was that we were able to generate such buzz and such publicity that we didn't have to issue a press release. We didn't have to talk about it. The media just showed up. Media showed up, and over thousands thousands of people showed up to get their free key. Uh, We shut down the Wall Street area. It was a great, great event. Uh, Harris sold out in like three hours. Everyone was thrown, and it was simply a way to expand the brand. Oh, m- 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 that new ho- you hear about that thing that we were you? Yeah, I couldn't get done that. But you know, we should go. It's
2: supposed to be a really hot hotel. It's so funny because it's, it's like sort of you know, the old word of mouth has come full circle. Exactly. And it's really, really what it's all about, So, Exactly. Working. That's amazing. Um, and um, where can our listeners buy your book? Just uh, give it a plug.
3: Um, you can find it right on my website at uh, www.shankman.com. And you can get it from. Uh, it'll go from right there to uh, to Amazon.
2: So if I was a new client, let's say um, I'm trying to think of a, a potential client that would come to you. Um, all right, you have this this this, this Scotty vest. Yeah,
3: well, I'm this, actually on the board of there.
2: You're on the board of that. All right, so if I had a um, a interactive uh, piece of clothing that does something technical, what? What would you do? What kind of stunt could you come up with? I mean, do you have uh, wow. think tank questions uh, that you
3: <laughs> really? A, you know, it's really a good question. Uh, it's uh, it's very much a a question of um, how to um, how to you know what, what what kind of what who's your audience? You know, are, are they tech geeks? Are they things that we want to go online for? Are they things we'd want to do in public? Is it something visual? Can it be shown in the city? Can it be walked around? Can people wear it? On airplanes, you know, where, where's your target audience? So, before you know, to do a stunt for a company, you it involves asking a lot of questions.
2: So a stunt is not just a, a carefree, careless act. It's actually very calculated. Quite, quite
3: the opposite. Attention,
2: attention getting but calculated.
3: If you it. if you simply go in with the logic that we'll make a lot of noise, no one's going to pay attention here, and it's a waste of money.
2: So I want to get your um, I want to get your uh, opinion on different services and things that you that people can do on the internet. Um, So, okay, we talked about Twitter. Uh, What about uh, YouTube?
3: I'm a big fan of YouTube, but, but have something good to show. You know, social media doesn't really exist. All social media is is the ability for us to screw up to a much larger audience in a much shorter amount of time. And so if you have a bad video, instead of just showing it to your Uncle Milton at the family party, now you're showing it to millions of people and everyone thinks, wow, that's a really bad video. Create something good. You can't make something viral, but you can make something good.
2: So make sure whatever you're putting out there is well thought out. and Build well something
3: good, yeah.
2: Right. And, and do something good for no reason, which is another thing you,
3: you said. Exactly. You to
2: share and give, not just asking for help. Exactly. Um, and what about MySpace?
3: Uh, MySpace is being dropped faster than 3rd period French. No one's on it anymore. It's, um, it's no longer about getting the millions and millions of people to follow you. It's about getting people that actually matter to your life and, your, and you to them. So the concept of, of MySpace with its two million friends is going away very, very fast. People are... Are dropping it left and right.
2: So it's more about the demographic is is really becoming important.
3: Mm-hmm. A specific
2: target audience, which we publicists have always had to focus on.
3: hmm Um, MSN. Um, as a concept.
2: Uh, well, you know, as you know, you have it on your on your um, on your on the top of your website. You
3: well, you have it on top of your website because you haven't changed your homepage to be whatever it is you want it to be. Um. MSN is simply just a, a, a destination like Yahoo or y- like Google.
2: Okay. Um, LinkedIn, you love it? Have I'm not been, a fan. Not a fan. Why?
3: Um, I believe that LinkedIn is, is um, basically your, your resume um, and then a bunch of people who are already kissing your ass telling you how great you are. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you go on to Facebook, show me a little more about yourself. LinkedIn is a professional profile. Facebook has the ability to be professional and personal profile. I want to know more about you than just your resume. And we're moving towards an age where it's going to be more about a personal and professional connection in one spot. You're going to have one profile. is going to have everything. So you're no longer going to be able to simply put up um, uh, uh, your professional profile and everyone will hire you. It's going to be personal versus professional and it's going to be in one spot and you, you better have the ability to do both.
2: Okay. And... Um that's, you know, the people at LinkedIn aren't going to like <laughs> Well,
3: You know, they, they have the option to change it and make it better if they like it. Well, it's
2: true because, you know, you get um, emails from <clears throat> friends and colleagues who want you to write something nice about them, and then they write something nice about you.
3: That's tremendously helpful for me if I'm looking for someone to hire. That does nothing for me. I seriously doubt that I'm going to, and I'm being sarcastic, that really does nothing for me. I seriously doubt that I'm going to, really if I've run over your dog and, and, and embezzled money from you, I doubt I'm going to ask you for a nice resume, right. for a nice, uh, nice reference.
2: Now, uh, Skyping. Do you use it for anything but personal? You know.
3: Oh, I use Skype for business all the time.
2: Talking to people, to clients. Yeah,
3: I personally, the fact that you may be calling on a landline, I don't remember the last time I used my landline in my office.
2: Wow, you just Skype.
3: I Skype, or I use my cell phone. Right, right. One number one world. We're moving to a better society in that regard, anyway. <laughs>
2: um. Okay. So. Um, uh, wh- now, tell me about blogging. I mean, I know you, you blog, obviously. And do you recommend that everyone blog? Or if there's a company or a client coming to you, should, how should they?
3: If they have something to say, they should blog. Blogging is turning into a way to get... Look, it, it doesn't whether it's Twitter or blogging or Skype or whatever it is, simply the the, the end result is that people are going to require information in a better way. Whatever way they want their information is how you're going to have to deliver it. So if you have... You know, if if people want it via blog, you better deliver it via blog. If people want it via Facebook or via Twitter, via an update, via Skype, you better have different ways of delivering that information. That's why I personally go on record and say that the press release, as we know it, is going to be dead within 36 months.
2: Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing for us publicists to (laughs) hear.
3: Well, the publicists better adapt and be able to put that information out there in different ways, in better ways how people want it.
2: Right, right, right. so you can get your information out. and It's, it's funny because it's sort of like um, we're all short attention span.
3: We used to have three minutes. That's what they said at the, the MTV generation, three right. minutes, too.
2: I remember that three-minute video mm-hmm. reel. Now
3: you have 140 seconds.
2: Wow.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I, I screwed up. You have 140 characters.
2: 140 characters on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You better get your message out. Exactly. Being succinct is, uh, is, is everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and... um. I wanted to ask you, a talk, start talking about your um, your, your business, of um, uh, your PR business, the Geek Factory. I know that you've sort of taken a, a backseat for you a little bit, but um, I think our listeners would like to know how you got started, some of your clients, your, your client history, and um, uh, why did you found the Geek Factory?
3: I believe there was a better way to do PR back in the late 90s. Um, people were trying uh, desperately to... to um, uh, keep up with sort of the, um, the, uh, uh, the best way to put it the, the smaller um, companies and the smaller .coms that were starting and the big agencies didn't really know how to do it And so now you have um, uh, different ways of um, connecting with the media connecting with whatever and the big agencies weren't getting that back then. I simply created a smaller agency that could move a lot faster.
2: Right. Well, and we actually should... got
3: very, very lucky in the, in the fact that tons of companies understood that and how we you know, understood how we'd want to, um, how they'd want to be represented. And we, we became one of the Darlings, uh, the Darling.com agencies back in the day. We, really, we represented clients ranging from Napster to Juno, really, really big names.
2: Tell, tell, us, tell us what you did with Master. That's an interesting
3: story. Uh, we were their first agency of record. We helped explain to the media exactly what they were doing. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. It was just a really amazing time. And
2: they you were such those, a great so client. I mean, you it had some good. damage control there, too. Because you had
3: well, it, it, it went overnight from no one listening to us to damage control, literally overnight.
2: Wow. Wow. And what did you do with Juno? Juno, uh, we helped
3: create um, buzz around them. Uh, everyone had sort of ruled them as passe, and yet we, threw, we decided to throw a 10 million member party to help people, you know, if 10 million members is passe, I don't mind being passe, <laughs> <laughs> and so we had to be at the Rolling Stones, and it was a lot of fun.
2: Wow, wow, and um, why do you think that, that, that these bigger companies, because I find the same thing, these bigger companies um, don't get it.
3: I just think it, it, it's, you know, the old we've done it that way before, we don't want to change.
2: Right, I think that's I think that's true, you gotta be adaptable, and the, the smaller you are, the less fewer number of people you have to go through to get there. All right, we're gonna take a break. Another break. Uh, this is your host, Maureen Kettis. You've been listening to PR Insider with our wonderful guest, Mr. Peter Shankman. And we will be right back after. you.
0: Sell, buy, buy, sell. All we talk about is money. Talk to an expert. Call now. All now. toll free 866 472 5790. 866 472 5790. Voice America
1: Business. 866-472-5790.
5: Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a price war among the major term life carriers. Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month, and this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user may be able to obtain five hundred. dollars thousand dollars of coverage for as little as one hundred fifteen dollars per month and this rate is fixed for the next 20 years that's right guaranteed not to change for 20 years we have great rates for smokers too for new or replacement term life insurance call the term lifeline now 800-890-5075 800-890-5075 that's 800-890-5075
4: Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com.
0: All we talk about is money. Call us toll free 866-472-5790 and talk to the experts. We talk money all the time. Voice America Business
1: show.
2: Welcome back to PR Insider. We're sponsored by Cision. If you missed any of our show, go to prinsider.biz, and we provide a link to my host page on Voice America's business channel. Um, you can check out archived episodes there as well, and we're on demand 24-7. If you just joined us, I'm your host, Maureen Kedis. We're talking with Mr. Peter Shankman, a self-described CEO, entrepreneur, and adventurist. He's the author of Can We Do That? Outrageous PR Stunts That Work and Why Your Company Needs Them. He's also the founder of The Geek Factory, a New York City PR firm. And most importantly, Help a Reporter Out, helpareporter.com, which connects journalists with the sources they require using a social media platform. Peter, welcome back to the show. Thanks. So, okay, I had a question from a listener during the break. He says, does he get paid per ad? Or does he get paid for the amount he sends out? I, from my understanding, you get paid per ad, right? Each
3: ad, I, I charge per ad. Can you
2: so tell I, how much? Or is that not? If you much?
3: hire, yeah, that, that's kind of confidential. Oh, okay. But at this point, if you 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 take out an ad and uh-huh. it goes out to everyone one time.
2: Wow! And so, and that's how you make your money. Yep, that's fantastic. Um, so, uh, okay, so let's say, let's say it was me, and I ha- I'm a publicist, and I have a client, and I, um, the client says to me, okay, I need to get out there social networking. I'm a publicist, so isn't it obvious to people that I would be pumping up a client because they're paying me, or how do you social network the concept that you're trying to get behind as a publicist without it seeming to be a sales pitch? Well, again, I
3: think it's really important to understand that you can't, You can't go out and simply create a a campaign. You can't pimp out a campaign unless there's actually something worth talking about. Right.
2: Well, I think that's true of, of, you know, any kind of ethical PR person. But, no, it's
3: it's more true online because online people have a very low tolerance for, you know, for lack of a better word, BS. And if you're going there and, and, and saying, hey, you know, this, if you walk into a... It's like walking into a, concert, a cocktail room or a cocktail party where you don't know anyone and talking about how great you are. Your job should be to get other people to do it for you. So a good viral campaign isn't you going out and telling the world. It's you giving it to a couple people, and they think it's so great that they go out and tell the world.
2: Right, and I think that has to do with the more, you know, like what you were saying about MySpace being sort of outmoded, the more specific your group is online, the more that you share in common... Uh, the more trust is built up, because Mm -hmm. you have the same likes and dislikes. It's a a very specific demographic that you won't find in any other kind of marketing except Mm -hmm. for viral marketing. It's very interesting. Um, So I want to hear a little bit. Our listeners are are a lot of publicists, um, and I think they'd be interested, even though you're not working uh, as much on the Geek Factory Some. Clients that you've had in the past. So, tell tell me, what is Airtractions? I was interested.
3: actually Airtractions wasn't a client. Airtractions was another company I started uh, oh, that allowed um, it connected uh, travelers. It allowed travelers, business travelers, to uh, choose their seat mate before they got on the airplane.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the smelly fat guy that snores.
3: Exactly. Built <laughs> it up to about fifty thousand members and actually sold it uh, to the former CEO of Sendent.
2: And is it still up and running?
3: It's called triplife. com it is indeed
2: so so uh, triplife. com so tell me like uh, there must have been some funny stories that came out of. This. was there a wedding a ma- marriage? Uh?
3: There were a lot of people that dated. Uh, I actually started it because I sat next to Miss Texas oh. uh, on one flight uh, and that gave me the idea uh, It was a, a very 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 uh, successful venture people um,
2: <laughs> did you people join really the m- a Mile High, high Club?
3: Well, I really built it as a business. He's not answering.
2: You're very crafty.
3: Um, well, <laughs> they, I, it, whether or not I did is irrelevant. I'm, did people do? Yeah, I'm sure they did.
2: No, I was wondering about Miss Texas. Oh, you Did I up. sleep
3: with Miss Texas? No, I did not.
2: <laughs> Darn it. Um, so that's that's amazing. That was a great idea. What gave you that idea?
3: I sat next to Miss Texas. It was a five second flight that took about. Uh, it was a five hour flight that took about five seconds.
2: So, oh, I see. Okay, I get it. Okay. So um, tell me about, you worked with Snapple. What did you do for them?
3: Uh, well, Snapple, my client was Yoohoo, Yoohoo Chocolate Drink. Uh-huh. And um, uh, spent most of my time helping them brand Yoohoo. You know, Yoohoo used to be the, 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 the Yogi Berra drink, the drink for the old, you know, back in the 30s and 40s and 50s. Uh, we helped uh, sort of reinvent it as a, uh, skater, skater boys and skater girls
2: and you know, rock stars, things
3: like that. We really took it to the next generation.
2: That's very cool. Um, and you told us about Harrows and Napster's and Juno. Um, tell me about Disaboom. Do you know?
3: Disaboom was a client that I worked with about a year and a half. It was the largest uh, social network for the disabled. Uh, anyone who had been touched um, by any sort of disability.
2: Wow. And what? And what is that? Uh, just sharing stories and, and uh, having get-togethers and uh, a, and sharing medical advice.
3: Uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah, it was really it was founded by a doctor who, um, who realized that he had no he had no way to really tell people. You know, he could tell them how to use your wheelchair, but he had no way of telling them. You know, what restaurants were the best for a disabled person, or how to get in, or things like that.
2: Right. I grew up with um, a, a couple that was d- disabled, and they, you know, they were very involved with uh, making sure. that In the old days, were parking spaces. They didn't used to have you know bathrooms, and parking spaces, and curbs. It was a big problem. You don't yeah. think about. Um, Let's, let's. I want to hear about adapt TV. Adap. Um, I don't even know
3: if they still exist. They were just a client that I helped launch. They were a company that uh, just did video um, pre-roll and post-roll advertising. I just helped them launch uh, for a few months. They weren't really that big. Okay.
2: And are there any? What are the clients that are now? Working with, um, I'm still working with Harris
3: Hotels. Um, I'm still on the board of the Scotty Vest, so I do a lot with them. Let's
2: t- let's tell our listeners about
3: the Scottie Vest. Scotty Vest is a uh, technologically enabled clothing line. It allows you to take all your devices—your iPhone, your iPod, your everything—with all your headphones and all your wires and, and, and run them through the actual vest itself. Uh, so that when you get uh, when you when you put the vest on, no wires are showing, nothing bulky, nothing out there. You know, it, it, a lot of extra pockets, really really beneficial for travelers, for business travelers. You, know, you put everything. On the, uh, put everything in the vest and put the entire vest through the x-ray machine.
2: <laughs> You've got to be someone who's totally wired to get into that. Um, so now you do a lot of speaking engagements. I do. And what are some of the topics that you uh, speak about? For instance, you did the Public Relations <coughs> Society of America, correct? Uh, what did you talk about there?
3: Uh, well, it varies. Usually I talk about social media and the concept of social media being a... Um, being a uh, um, necessary. Well, not necessarily but again, not a real not a real thing. And that too many people are trying to, to make it something that it's not. It just means you just have to be better at what you do. And that really is a lot of my speaking gigs.
2: It's just improving improving where you're at. Uh-huh. Um, how are the reactions to the to the publicists? What are you finding like for some of the old the old timers? Are they are they are they starting to bend, mold and change? Are they yeah. shifting? Are they are they Putting up a wall.
5: They are
3: learning and uh, learning to adapt and learning to better use the technology available to them. Wow! I'm definitely seeing that. Even even older publicists are.
2: So, um, what is up next for you? What's on the horizon for you?
3: Um, I, you know, I really I just like to keep growing Harrow and really exploring what I'm doing with it and, and seeing where I can't take it.
2: Right, right, right. Now. Um, the, the journalists, how are they um, reacting to, uh, you know, are they, are they finding that they absolutely need you, can't live without you, or are they just looking at it as another tool,
3: or? Uh, they're, 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 I've gotten some just phenomenal answers from them. They thank me on a regular basis, as do the sources. You know, it's, it's really just one of those, it's just what I talked about in social media, being able to provide something for people that helps them.
2: Wow, wow. Um, so, uh, let me see, you have this um, PR store, Saw this on your website. Yeah, I haven't been working
3: with them in years. Okay. Uh,
2: okay. You did something with uh, Dickinson's witch hazel. Yeah,
3: witch hazel was a really fun client. We worked with them to um, help rebrand witch hazel. You know, it's remembered as really the thing that mom used, and we really helped to rebrand them as a, as a, as a facial product and cleanser. And yeah, I had a really great campaign with them. We did a uh, we did a thing where we uh, we took um, lots of beautiful women to the city and and called them reformed strippers because, you know, regular alcohol strips your skin. Dickinson's witch hazel won't strip your skin.
2: Reformed strippers. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Out on the street in New York? Yep. What, like, explain that one. That sounds interesting.
3: Um, we took women and put them in very tight di- baby doll T-shirts that said reformed stripper, and when, women, when people came up and said, what does that mean? They said, oh, we're using witch hazel, and we gave out free copies, free little packets of witch hazel. It was phenomenal. Everyone loved it.
2: Oh my gosh! And um, I'm also looking at you. Had you worked with American Express? What was that like?
3: Uh, it was a very big company. You know, working with a, with very big companies um, presents a unique series of challenges, but a lot of fun.
2: Wow! Uh, and Discovery Networks.
3: Discovery and- was a lot of fun. We helped uh, promote some of their um, uh, educational um, products, both in the schools and for home use.
2: Did you do that through social networking?
3: Uh, no, that was a few years ago.
2: So that was before.
3: Yeah, that was really more traditional PR.
2: If, if somebody has a product that wants they want to get reached the schools, is there a way now in with through social networking to do that? do you think there's ways to get you know I know a lot of people target you know sort of the parents of, of school age kids or or the or you know the students themselves is there a way to reach those kids I think
3: it really um, you know you, you have to be aware of, of really what you're targeting kids are so smart and, and and they're so brilliant and you just really don't want to um Try to market to them, because when you market to them, it tends to uh, make them very angry, and they tend to see immediately that you are, in fact, marketing to them.
2: Right, so you have to have, like, your web web cred, what I call web cred. Yeah, you, cred just, you don't want
3: to do that, right. You
2: have to be sort of, they um, have to know that you're sincere and uh, you can't be selling. If, it's, if, it's, if it reeks of sales, they'll they'll know right away, right, in, in essence. Um, well, we're going to take a break in a minute here. Um my name is Maureen Kedis, and I'm the host of PR Insider. You've been listening to Mr. Peter Shankman. He's the author of Can We Do That? Outrageous PR Sense at Work and Why Your Company Needs Them. He's uh, recognized nationally and globally for radical new ways of thinking about social media, and he's the founder of Shankman.com and Helpareporter.com. So don't go away. We will be right back after this
4: short break
0: Sell, buy, buy, sell. All we talk about is money. Talk to an expert. Call now, now. free 866 472 5790. 866 472 5790. Voice
1: America Business.
4: looking for a good time we've got a show that will give you a wild ride this show will make you feel good and it's not even bad for you you need your time to let loose it's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. CISION.com.
0: Money, money. Up to date business and financial news. Money, money. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business.
2: Welcome back again to PR Insider. We're sponsored by Cision. If you missed any of our show, go to PRinsider.biz, and we provide a link to my host page on Voice America's business channel, and you can check out archived episodes there, including today's very shortly. We're on demand 24-7. Um, oh, by the way, there was a show last week on uh, PR and ethics, um, and uh, it's a really great conversation with a, a rabbi and an expert on ethics. Not, don't, Please don't miss that one. Um if you just joined us, I'm your host, Maureen Kedis, and we were talking with Mr. Peter Shankman, and he's an entrepreneur and an adventurist and, a, and a CEO of a PR firm and an author of a book. But um, he's so socially virally networked that he was Twittering while we were on the show, and he had a lunch that he was running late for because he's on New York City time. So um, we sent him on his way, and we felt like we kind of touched all of the topics that we needed to talk. We talked about his Harrow, Harrow Help a Reporter Out. Um, please go to helpareporter.com. We talked about his website, shankman.com, and his um, business, The Geek Factory, which he's still on the board of but is not working um, on that much anymore because Harrow has taken over. So um, we are going to close out the show a little early today. Um, Please remember to email questions from the future. Um, And um, I want to thank my incredible guest, Mr. Peter Shankman, And I want to thank our sponsors, CISION. Visit their website, us.cision.com. They're the leading global provider of media research, distribution, monitoring, and evaluation services. They're the online tool that publicists cannot live without. And I also want to thank uh, my nephew, Doran Roberts-Kedis. He wrote my theme music. You can reach him at doranrk at yahoo.com. And my wonderful executive producer, John Missel. So join us next week. Until then, this is your host, Maureen Kettis. Have a great week. Don't forget to relate to your public, whoever they may be.
1: Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Tuesday at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. And have a great week.